TMT podcast fans. Hey guys, it's Danny here. I'm really excited. I always am excited. You know, I love this opportunity and I just want to thank every single person who reaches out, who shares the podcast, who is just so supportive because I love doing this. You guys, I love the fact that we can all come together as a community and share our stories and just continue to spread our truth. You know, with that being said, we're not here to defame. We are here to share stories. We're here to share experiences. You know, my guests, they are here to share their experiences here. They have a voice here. My goal is to spread awareness. So we will be discussing Amway and the various lines of affiliation, LTD, URA, WWDB, Brit Worldwide, all of those different things. So I'm not here to defame them. I'm not going to tell you don't join. In fact, if you're an adult, you are more than welcome to make that decision for yourself. I would highly encourage you to listen to some of these stories and maybe you'll make a different decision based on them. However, you do you. So with that being said, again, one last time, personal experiences, personal opinions, don't sue me, okay? All of the names as well of Upline have been changed purely because we like to keep things kosher here. So with that, you guys, I have a guest from an organization that we actually haven't had a lot of representation from. This is the first person that we'll be talking to from Leadership Team Development, LTD. We hear a lot about it. We don't know a lot about it. So I'd like to introduce my guest, TJ, who was in LTD and is really excited to tell his story. So thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Yeah. So how did you find me? How did you find this podcast and, and this community? Um, it was mostly just out of anger. Uh, I was just wanted to find some research just because I've been finding a lot of videos recently and podcasts recently, you know, about worldwide dream builders. And like I found like stuff like Zay and Melody's YouTube channel. And so I just wanted to find stuff like that about worldwide, but like LTD. Because like if worldwide has all of this, I believe LTD has to have the same thing. You know, they, they can't just be one, you know, LOS. So I went on DuckDuckGo because I heard that's more of like a deep research engine instead of Google. And I ran a couple of PDF articles and stuff like that. And then somehow I got to YouTube and I found your channel. It had the episode with Taylor and URA scan. And when I first heard the episode, I was hooked to your show because I, I could relate to Taylor and his story because it was a lot like my story in many ways. And then um, after that, I, I started watching more of your episodes on YouTube and then I found it on um, Castbox. That's where you uh, set it at one of the episodes where you can find more episodes. And so I've been listening to that pretty often, honestly. It's a really good podcast. So I'm actually a really huge fan. So thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. I'm really excited. Thank you so much for your kind words. And I definitely need to get more of the episodes on YouTube. Um, but yeah, Taylor's great. Hoping to have him back on very soon. Um, but I, I really like that you're able to relate to some of these people. I know that sometimes when we leave, it's hard to imagine that other people go through this too. I know when I left, I, I felt like I was the only one. And then lo and behold, there's so many people who have the same experiences and I'm excited to learn more about you and more about LTD. So where were you at in your life when your spot or who would become your sponsors found you? I was at 19 um, in college. I was going to the University of Northern Iowa in Cedar Falls. I was um, studying exercise science. Uh, my goals at the time was to be a strength coach for a collegiate team. I, I like lifting a lot. So like, I thought like, I remember being in high school and I remember seeing my high school strength coach, you know, training the high school athletes. And I thought that'd be cool if it was like a higher level, you know, if it was like college athletes and you're 
you have your own weight room to, you know, coach athletes for collegiate sports. You know, I thought that'd be cool. And so that was what I was shooting for at the time. And, um, you know, one day I was eating at the dining center uh, with, uh, with a friend. Okay. So, yeah, it's called the Rialto. Uh, people probably know what that is, if it still exists. Um, but it was back in, like, 2016. Um, so I was eating there at, at the Rialto with a friend. And then my soon-to-be sponsor, uh, we're calling him Danny, because he, he looks like Danny Phantom from Nickelodeon. So people probably know what he, know what he looks like. Um, you know, Caucasian, kind of a short, um, brunette hair. So, and people in college would, people in college would call him Danny Phantom. So, uh, yeah, I would just call him Danny Phantom. Uh, he came up to us. He knew my friend and myself. We were, he was kind of like a peer of mine that I would just see at the dining center, you know, here and there, or just walk into class and stuff like that. So, someone I kind of just knew as like a peer that we would see fairly often. Um, so, we were at the dining center. He joined us. And then, like, we started, um, like, we had, like, a conversation, all three of us, about, like, what would happen if the world were to end, you know, where would we go, where would we hide, and then uh, Danny Phantom said that he would hide at his friend's house, because his friend has a lot of money, a lot of resources, and he has a big house, and, like, you know, so that'd be the place to go, you know, and he has, like, a lot of weapons and stuff like that, and then after that, he started talking more about this friend and how like he basically has built a lot of wealth for himself and that he he didn't say retiring is like at a young age but he said he built a lot of wealth for himself and that he was able to um, retire not the traditional route it was like a different way of like they didn't call it sharing so design it's like a different way of like contacting people but he was talking about like this couple or whatever and then it kind of intrigued me like wow like retired you know without having to you know do the traditional route of retiring in your 60s um, so like basically, I, basically it was, this was like an old process kind of disclaimer. So like, um, uh, we, we switched over to the worldwide process, which we called the new process. But, um, back then it was the old process where you just show the plan at one time. So like, he basically described to me this couple, you know, that they were able to retire at a young age. And then, um, I was really intrigued about what he said to me about that. And then, um, it's kind of funny though. And then like he said, um, he was. This is kind of how I, how I kind of saw it. I didn't really understand it, but like, um, basically how I saw it was like, what he, what he told me was that he was looking for someone because he was doing a project and he saw how I'm, you know, really hardworking. You know, I'm, I always have a good attitude. You know, I always work hard, work hard at the gym because he would see me at our uh, college weight, weight, um, our uh, rec center. And like he said, like, all these qualities that he that I that I have and so he wanted to like use me for a project so I, I thought he wanted me to use me for like some sort of like a, a workout project um so like uh, we exchanged numbers and then I got his number he got my number and we booked a plan for him to show me what, what the project was um and then like about a week later uh we were sitting at, we were sitting somewhere um it was about it was like a an area above the dining center like a, like a study area so we, we met there and he brought his iPad out and he showed me it was Amway right away. So it was this Amway, the products, and like uh, he was showing me circles of how like I can make money and some of that. And I was like, oh, it's not what you, what you meant. Uh, so I, looking back at now, you probably, you probably tried to be more, I guess my mind thought differently, but like uh, he probably meant to show me, probably meant to tell me that he wanted to like, um, I guess, rec- in his in his mind recruit me, but like you know, I guess he was wanting to like what's the proper term for it? Um, I guess interview me for his business, but 
it was. It was just he was wanting to use me for like a project for working out. But like I was wrong. So that was probably one of those stories of like nobody's home. Yeah, from no, um, that, the guy, the guy that's that talks such a that, good but... point though. <laughs> no, that's okay because you know what? Almost every person that I talk to says the same thing. I remember when I like with me, I was like, "What? Do, like, what do you do?" He's like, "Oh, I just buy stuff." I'm like, "What the hell do you mean you buy stuff?" And then he was like, "I know yeah. a couple who, you know, they've changed my life. They've helped me pay off debt." Like, I thought that this was an opportunity for them to get me a job, you know, and a lot of other people, uh, like this girl, Bree, she was, uh, recruited on LinkedIn and they used her want to be in like the entertainment industry, such as like singing, dancing, that kind of thing. And they used that. And she thought that it was going to pertain to entertainment. And she would find out, of course, that it's Amway and worldwide. And don't think that that's a bad thing because that's how they do it and they do it on purpose. Um, so no, yeah. I, I think I would have thought the same thing. And so had you heard of Amway before any of this? Like when you heard the word Amway, did that kind of raise any red flags for you or did you have no idea what it was? I had no idea what it was. When I was seeing it on his iPad, I was like, I was shocked what I was seeing. I didn't know what it was. I never saw it. And like, it had all of these endorsements, you know, had its own Amway Arena Center, the magic um, for the NBA. And then it had like, um, at that time, Amway was sponsoring the BCS trophy. So I go to be on top of the trophy. And I was like, wow, I, the Big Ten Championship, I didn't know that, you know, it, it had all these endorsements. So I was like, dang, I never, I, it's yeah. like, it's there, but like, I've never seen it before, you know? So it was just... They add a lot of credibility with using these big terms, right? These buzzwords the Amway Center that they own the what the Orlando Magic, Magic Orlando yeah. something team right or that they own part of the Red Wings the hockey team or you know they bring up these large things and like oh they contract with Apple Nike like all these different buzzwords to make it sound reputable and credible and I would have thought the same. I mean, I thought the same thing when they were like, well, if this company was so bad, why would Apple do business with them? Why would Nike do business with them? Why would they own a whole arena wherever, right? And now I think we all kind of understand that Amway is just a really large enterprise. So it doesn't it doesn't um, surprise me anymore that they do have their name in all of these different places because they are a fucking large enterprise. Yeah. <laughs> Owning something doesn't make them good people. Um, yeah. So what I think is actually really interesting about your process is that you knew pretty much right away that it was Amway. I think that it definitely benefited them that you'd never heard of it before. Um, but that's contrary to what the new process I'm sure looked like for you guys, where you're going meeting after meeting after meeting, not telling anybody what the hell this is. And yeah. did you take this information home to your family? Did Was your family supportive of this idea of you joining Amway? Yeah, so I'm trying to remember after we saw the plan, I think it was that day of actually, um, I'm trying to remember if it was that day of, or it might've been maybe a few days later. No, actually no. I think, so what happened was after I saw the plan uh, on his iPad, he would ask me, um, back then it was like with prospects in 2016, it was like, um, red light, if it's a no, you're not interested. Green light, if it's a yes, you are interested and you're ready to get started right away. Yellow is like maybe, but you needed more information to I guess to see more. I was the yellow, um, so I wasn't really sure if it was like legitimate or if it was actually like real or not. And so 
Right. After that, he scheduled me to go to a, a board play in the info session um, locally there at, at Cedar Falls. Um, it was like at the, uh, it was called the Fairfield Inn um, in Waterloo, Iowa, but very close. So like Cedar Falls and Waterloo, Iowa, they're like, they're like towns that kind of like merge together, but they're two different cities, but they're pretty close. So like it was in Waterloo, I was about like 10 minutes away or so from campus. Um, so I was booked for that meeting about probably the next week or two weeks after that. And I think I just called my mom about it and she was concerned. She thought that it was a scam. And I was like, of course, mom would think it's a scam. Um, right. And she was kind of concerned too about, you know, because like at that time it was about just $200 to start, get your Amway kit. Um, they didn't mention anything about LTD actually, actually during that, um, when he showed me the plan on his, on his um, iPad, it was just about Amway. So like all I thought in my mind was I needed to raise $200 to get my Amway kit and get started. Um, there wasn't really? about LTD. At, yeah. So like he didn't mention anything wow. about LTD at all. Um, not on, on his iPad. Um, so I was, that's all I was thinking in my mind was just get that. $200, I think it was $220 at that time to get my Amway kit. And then, like, um, my mom was concerned about that, too. And then also, like, that day when I saw the plan for the first time on my iPad, um, I asked them, like, how could I make money, you know, $200 to get started? Cause I don't have that money because I was, uh, disclaimer, I was 19, so, like, I, I didn't really know much about life. I was kind of you can say sheltered growing up, you know, high school, I just, you know, did sports, worked out. I didn't really do much, get out much at all. So I, right. this is mostly school and working out. So I, I didn't really know much about life till later. Yeah. So I, but it's, ni- a, 19... it's a normal thing. You're 19 <laughs> years old. Like what are 19 year old guys doing? Exactly what you just said, except for maybe some of them aren't like gym rats, which is totally fine. You know, maybe you have like video gamers or, yeah. Like card game players, like the the tabletop game players. I'm learning about all these new things, by the way. So I'm just thinking of like all yeah. the different hobbies that 19 year olds have. Maybe they're working a job on the side, going to college. Like, and that's what's really interesting to me is that these organizations always say, "Well, what 19 year old knows what they want to do for the rest of their life?" They're quite literally preying upon you during this time where you have no idea what you want to do for your life. So no, you're yeah. 19 years old. How were you supposed to know? Yeah, but, you know, like, I was just only focused on school. Like, you know, some 19-year-olds, they they also work and go to school. I was just all about it. I just to focus on school at the time. And so, so right. I would just ask, like, how, I do I, how, do, how, do, how do I make $200, you know? And it's like, it's kind of a no-brainer. But, like, at that time, it was a, a huge brainer for me. So, <laughs> but he, he suggested um, work at the dining center at Rialto. And so that day, actually, when I got showed the plan, me and him went, went both downstairs um, to the dining center and um, yeah, my sponsor Danny Fannin he actually worked, worked at the dining center at, at that time so he went down with me that day after he showed me the plan on his iPad to get me hired there and I got hired you know on the spot because I'm a student so they would just hire students if they wanted to work right away so I got hired I got hired that day when I first saw the plan and he helped, he helped me get hired and so I I got my schedule and everything and then I was kind of intimidated because at the, at the back of my mind I was like man I'm ready for this. <laughs> so I just want to focus on school only and not, you know, work at that time. But um, I, yeah. at the same time, I was like, what if I, you know, miss, mess this up, you know, mess, miss this opportunity. 
So I, I got hired for the for a job for like a bus by the dining center, and then then I went then I went back to my dorm and called my mom about it, and then she was concerned about school and grades, just not getting too distracted about you know having a job and trying to do this you know so-called business as well. Yeah. So she was concerned about it. So she wasn't supportive um but she wasn't like demanding about it as well it's like you can't do that it was more just like she was just concerned just you know about what I was doing you know at that time right just typical parents who are worried which makes sense um so when you finally you you (laughs) saved the money you got into the business when did you finally find out that this was really ltd um, as the mentorship organization, I'm doing quotes here for anybody who can't see me. Um, yeah. And then that, that that's mostly who you would be working with. It was a different, because like how we showed the plan back then was a little different too. Um, I don't even think we even mentioned LTD, I don't think, at the board plan back then. I think it was just Amway and the cost of Amway pretty much and getting a starter kit. Um, so I, I don't think I found out, I don't even think I knew LTD was a thing until like my first conference, honestly, where I would see LTD really? you know, everywhere. Yeah, because like the board plan mostly just focused on like so like that one after I got to show the plan and with the iPad, <clears throat> um, the next meeting was the info session. So I just went to the info session there and there they showed the plan. It was Amway. It was um, by a staffer at the time. Um, I won't say his name, but like very tall guy. Um, I think he lives in Waverly, Iowa, which is like close to Waterloo, Iowa. He's a staffer at the time. He was single at that time too. Now he's married. Um, single at that time and so like he had a pretty impressive story how like um he went to Iowa State and then he dropped out because a few months before that he saw the plan and he pursued it with all you know with all of his efforts and um eventually he decided to leave college because he saw a better route for him with the business um I, I'm not forgot what he was studying but yeah I know, I know he went to Iowa State and he decided to leave school and then just pursue the business more and work on it more and eventually, he bought, he bought himself up to Sapphire. Um, so he was a Sapphire. Uh, I remember he said he was making, back then, they would say their, their best month. So like, I remember at the plan, he would say his best month was $22,000. Um, and at that time, um, at the info session, um, one platinum or above would show the plan. And then at the end of the plan, they would line up and have a lot of platinums share their best month. So like at that plan, I would see multiple platinums outside of the main platinum single. He was he was single at the time, so the main platinum single guy, and that was his that was that was his meeting his his intercession. So that was like his team. Um, so yeah. I would see the main platinum um, that ran the meeting um, share his best month in business, and then every other platinum after him would like line up behind him, and then they would share their best months. And I was like, wow. And at that point, I was convinced, you know, at my first info session because I saw a lot of platinums that were couples and this single guy here and like they were saying their best months were like at least like, you know, at least $15,000 or, you know, above. So it was like, wow, this is amazing. And like immediately what I was thinking was like, I saw this as a way to help my mom because my mom, uh, she's a single mom. Um, uh, her and my dad got divorced. Um, roughly when I was in middle school, so it's been me, me and her, and she was raising me mostly throughout, you know, my latter years of middle school and high school, so, like, and at that time, when I went back to, when I went to college, my mom went back to school, um, she, 
before she went to to college when I was like in grade school um, for business management, but she wasn't able to find a job in that. So she actually worked at a retirement home throughout my throughout my whole childhood after that. And so when I went to college, she decided to go back to school and study nursing. And so she would, you know, take like one class or two at um, the local college here um, where, I, where I'm from. So I'm from Ames, Iowa, which is like central Iowa. So it's about two hours like um north from Cedar Falls um roughly so I was in like northern Iowa at that time for I was in Cedar Falls northern Iowa for school and and I was from Ames Iowa so my mom was going to the local DMAC community college here in Ames Iowa studying nursing and her goal was to be a nurse with that so you know she was going back to school when you know still working full-time too so it's not easy trying to balance both and you know, I saw that as a way when I saw the plant that night to, you know, help her, you know, because um, like they were talking about that plan too, about how, how like, you know, we're not going to, in this, you know, economy, it, it's hard to be like financially stable and to really have like a guarantee of retirement, yes. you know, after you've been at a job for X amount of years. So I was concerned about my mom where like she's starting over again, you know, going to school and everything. And you know, after she graduates and she gets a job in her field, like, is she going to have even a chance to retire? Because even my generation, it's hard to retire. So I was just concerned right. about her and myself as well. And so, you know, I, I thought it's a way for me to not only, you know, pay my, my, you know, my school, my school expense at the time when I was going to school, but also her, her college expenses as well, and to help her in the future if she ever gets into a situation where she's not able to retire, you know, in her later years. So. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's such a humbling reason why you wanted to do it. You know, I, I feel like everybody has, uh, most people have the best of intentions when they go into this because they, they almost use these scare tactics towards you as well when they're in these big meetings, right? Like, like you said, oh, you're not going to have a retirement or you're not going to have a stable job. Like your company could close down overnight, which <laughs> actually happened. <laughs> we experienced yeah. this recently. <laughs> um, yeah. But you know, they, they do. They they try to scare you into it without really understanding that. So let's say your company does shut, shut, shut down overnight. It's not the end of the world. There's so many other jobs out there. No one's going to say, oh, you can't get this job because your company shut down. It's not the same as getting fired. In fact, a lot of yeah. different employers are empathetic to that situation. And a lot of them, especially if you interview well, you're going to get another job. No problem as long as you're out there looking or, you know. Mm-hmm things happen but they do they make it seem like the end of the world and it hurts and it's painful and then you start thinking about not just yourself like you said your parents and it's like you know it's awesome that you really wanted to help her also shout out to your mom for going back to school as a single mom working full-time nursing that is badass I think that's awesome and you know they they probably did they put a bad taste in your mouth when it came to school like you were going to college at the time and and what was their perspective on finishing college oh uh most of the so not at that meeting and not by that single guy but like as i would continue my journey through the business like i would always hear stuff from my upline now now he's a diamond we'll call him um diamond devin and diamond leo um, so they married a couple. Um, Devin is an engineer from he went to Iowa State, graduated. Um, he was in Emerald for a couple of years, about 10 years. No, he went Emerald in 10 years. Um, so he started his business in 2001. 
And in 2011, he went emerald, and then he went diving in 2021. Um, so, yeah, that's Devin and Leah. Um, Devin and Leah, so, yeah, we'll call him that. So, Devin and Leah, so, he would always have his board plans of, you know, college is a scam. Yeah, <laughs> all the time. He would just hammer it, college is a scam, um, and, like, how, like, and I would just always hear stuff from him and, like, other leaders, too, about, like, you know, I wish as I get back my receipt for college, which is my degree, you know, and, you know, you know, take it back, you know, and I'll take my money back, you know, or like, they'd always call a degree, like a piece of paper. <laughs> so it's yes. kind of like minimalize it. So I'd always hear these terms of like a piece of paper, you know, I want, I want to get back my receipt, my degree. I don't use it anymore. College is a scam. Um, I would always hear from him, um, from Devin and Leah, um, jobs suck. And actually, um, so um, his kids, um, they would always like. So um, I'll fast forward. So we have a we have a stream called uh, Dream Stream. We stole from you guys. Freedom, uh, not Dream Stream. Freedom Stream. It's called Freedom Stream. Freedom. We 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 stole from you guys for Dream Stream. I found that out later, but it's called Freedom Stream. And so like on his thing, they do like a live, and like his kids would always say, "Jobs suck. Jobs suck." You know because. You know, he would say jobs suck, and so he's telling his kids the same thing, and now his kids are repeating it. So, yeah. Right, right. So everyone's seen wow. that. <laughs> wow. So, so they're yeah. crapping on college. So for you as a college student, like, how did that shape your view of college? And did you continue on and finish college while you were in Amway? I saw college pretty much as useless. Because I, I, cause would, I, I would eventually get indoctrinated about how, like, you know, you go to school for four years and then you get to so much debt and you can never pay it off. And then like you get a job for 40 years or more. And like some people, you know, in my generation might not retire at all. I'd hear these things or like some people in my generation, they don't even stick to a job for 40 years. They like keep changing jobs all the time. So it's like, it's hard to like find a guarantee to retire. And like, I'd always hear from Devin saying, you are financially, it's financially irresponsible to not have an, an asset or like a another form of income and just relying on just, you know, a job income. It's financially, financially irresponsible just because of the generation that we're living in. We, we need to have, you know, an asset or something, you know, a side hustle or something and not just relying on just all your eggs in one basket. Um, so like, I, I just saw jobs as just, you know, what he would always say is a scam at that, at that point. And, yeah, um, eventually I would start not like taking school seriously. So like, you know, the, the freshman year, the freshman me, me of college would always take school seriously. That's why I didn't want to work originally. Um, but then, you know, I saw the plan and then I started working and then I, saw, I met more leaders and I went to more conferences and eventually I just didn't take school seriously. So I would just kind of show up and not study. And so my grades started to get affected by that pretty heavily. And then, um, eventually, um, so my, so I met, I met my sponsor my freshman year. And so like, it was the end of my sophomore year at UNI where I decided to drop out because, uh, my sponsor just asked me one day, you know, like, why are you even going to school, you know, or like, or like, why are you studying your major? And it made me think like, oh, why am I, you know, just cause I just, I, right. I got so I got so hyped up with business that I kind of lost my passion. And I guess I didn't 
I, I lost kind of like my mindset of taking school seriously at, at that point because I saw that this is as more of a serious route to take and take more seriously than school in education. So, yeah, you know, he asked me that, and I kind of thought hard about that, and then and I was like, yeah, why am I going to school, honestly? You know, and then eventually I dropped out just because, I don't know, just at that time, it just it didn't seem right to me. I thought that I had a better opportunity just to, you know, be free and five years yeah totally no judgment honestly a lot of people do it a lot of people drop out of school hey I didn't even get the opportunity to start because they were just discouraging me from day one like so again no judgment they really convince you that yeah what you're doing is just wasting your time to get a piece of paper after four years and then you're gonna work at Starbucks like they again with those scare tactics making you feel like everything that you're doing is wrong and you need to follow them like 100 and it's just another part of their manipulation um so thank you for answering that question and being so vulnerable um to answer that and now that you're in the business and you're kind of maybe in your honeymoon phase what was the expectation for you like what was the pv amounts that were required were you required to do any sales what did that look like so yeah, I was all processed. It was just kind of, they were throwing under the bus pretty much. So like, I was in a honeymoon phase for a few months. Um, I, I saw the plan. I saw it in my first info session. We went over it. Um, and um, so I remember they invited me. So like, so over here for LTDs, like we have a weekly info session. So it takes place once a week. Um, and, it, and there's various sites for it. Um, different states and stuff like that around the U.S. Um, but here in Iowa, um, in Cedar Falls, Iowa, it was every Monday. If you go to Ankeny, Iowa, for example, it's every Wednesday. And I believe if you go to Des Moines, Iowa, it's every Thursday. So like, you can find various sites around the U.S. for LTD, and they're, they're on different nights. So where I was at, it was every Monday night. So like, after that first plan, I remember they invited me. So um, it's about like, it would go from like about 8 to like 10.30, maybe 11 o'clock at night, roughly. So, like, the first hour, hour and a half was, like, the plan. And so, like, then after, after that's training. So, it'd be about 20 minutes or so to talk to your guests that are, you know, that went to the plan for the first hour, and then you everyone's talking to their guests and, like, scheduling meetings or when to meet, when to meet up the next time and some of that in the hallway or at the, at the hotel or wherever they're at. So, after that, they invited me to training um, to get training. And it was, like, like, I was a green night when I saw it. So, like, with that process, after you see the board plan, it's red, green, yellow. Red if you're not interested. Yellow if you need more time or more information. Green if you're ready to go. I was green all the way after I saw the, my first board plan, my first info session, yeah. um, what they call it. So green light. And then the training was about like um, mostly just like getting like your B list ready. So A list, B list. And like I remember they actually picked up me in the audience, like, you know, who's your best friend? And I would say, uh, my, my best friend, Paul. So, like, um, and they would use that example, Paul. And then, like, they would show um, kind of, like, what they would say about um, how to text him um, and reach out to him and, like, this whole, like, format of what to say and how, how to approach him. And so I, I, t- I took notes on that. And then I remember after that first board plan, uh, me and Daniel scheduled a time to start getting my list together for my A list and B list, and then, um, and then we could talk about Paul later about how that kind of backfired. But, um, but I was I was mostly in a huge honeymoon phase. After that, I I connected a lot with uh, my cross lines. So like um, Danny Fan, I've had 
that was like his his like I don't know his fifth leg in total, but like I was like leg number five in terms of like his, of his current legs. So at you and I, he has sponsored um, five legs, um, but like he had one leg where he was from in Fort Madison, Iowa, which is like southeast Iowa. So he had six legs total. So I was like his fifth leg that he had sponsored. And so like in college, it was just like, you know, all five of his legs and Danny Phantom, you know, all just like a group of guys, you know, and it was actually like, um, it was like four guys. So, so it was all six of us, you know, Danny Phantom and then like the rest of us five legs. So like, well, there was like yeah. one female and then all of them were, the rest of us were guys. So it was like, just a group of guys and like one girl just you know all hanging out as like a gang you know like we're like just the right. IBO that sounds fun. and Wicked. Like, so I felt like I felt like included in, in that in that group you know and just yeah remember, like, it feels that, good huh? when you're a part yeah. of those groups like I was just thinking like when you were saying that I was like man like because you're talking about honeymoon phase right and like you're in this group of people and like like those are your people for that brief period yeah. of time I was thinking about my upline. My uplines were so cool back then. Like uh, Jenny and Craig. And Craig used to make fun of me because I listened to country music and he listens to rap music. Like, and he would yeah. quiz me on what rappers I knew. Little did he know I had an older brother, two older brothers who like that's all they listened to. So shout yeah. out. But it was just so yeah. fun, right? Like you were a community and you, a lot of the times you're the same age or at least within, you know, a couple of years in it feels so fucking good to be a part of something. It fucking sucks to look back and be like, damn, that was all fake. But I'm so yeah. happy to hear, at least during this time, like, it was good and it was fun. Part of this group, like the Avengers, you know, and then eventually uh, the first conference was coming up. Um, it was like a spring conference because I got sponsored around, like, February. And, like, our spring conference was, like, around April or so. And so my first conference was, just, like, mind-blowing. I never seen anything like it before, and I – thought it was like a business that would impact people you know impact lives you know especially after sunday conference so-called you know it's like everyone going to the stage and getting saved so i go through all that my first spring conference and then after that um i'm, I'm hyped up i'm pumped you know and then it's like a monday and then like it, that's our infrastructure night and so i remember that night uh, after my first conference my upline platinum um at that time we'll, we'll call him willie and donna his wife Willie came down because Willie's from Fort Madison, Iowa, along with, with along with um, Danny Phantom. They both met there actually in, in Fort Madison, Iowa. So like Willie came down to Cedar Falls after my first conference, and then that's when he started hammering me about like you need to, you need to send your LTD message every single night. You know you need to get your your dinner ready. Like what's a ditto? And like I was just confused. Like he was like coming down and yeah coming down at me, coming down at me for y'all. Like it was like I remember it was like. It was at the info session, so like it was like you know a couple of Daniel's legs and myself and Willie was there talking to all of us, and he was just like talking to me only that directly like to everyone about like and kind of hammering me too about just like getting your dinner when you like your conference or, or your your LTD message app sent every night, and I was like, what what's this? You know, it's like back then you, you're kind of thrown under the under the bus. Um, so like basically what what it was, it was um you would get shown the plan but just without Amway and nothing about LTD at all. And then like, when you go to your first conference, that's when they'll say, you know, Hey, this is LTD Amway, but you're kind of like in like a high. So you're not really caring about like, what is LTD and <clears throat> you know, what else that, you know, wasn't shown to you before 
getting shown to you, you know, later on. So it's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm along for the ride. So like, you're kind of hyped up. And then, you know, what happens is after your first conference back then with our process, that's when they would start laying out expectations after you're launched, after you get signed up and to under your sponsor's business through Amway, you know, you need to get, it was confusing. So like, cause like I, it was confusing. So they would have these expectations. I didn't know what it, what it was, but like, it was basically they would get you launched for signed up Amway LTD. And somehow they got me signed up with LTD too, but I didn't know what LTD was before. But like, really? I don't know if it makes sense. But like, yeah. So like, I remember. No, it does um, make sense. So like, I, I can kind of make, I can make it make it more sense. So let's see. So I got, I got sponsored in, in February and then we had spring break for college in March. And so I, I went back to, for spring break. And um, that month in March, we had our team meeting. Um, so like team meetings were like once a month and that's where like, you had like your, your Emerald team or like your Sapphire team all come together for like a, a meeting. And that's where you would have like products around the whole, the whole room. And that's where people can come and look at the products, the Emerald products. And then like, that's where we can get training on how to, you know, meet people, contacts, mindset, stuff like that. So like, I had a team meeting there in March and like my sponsor and my, t- and my upline were there. And um, what happened was is in line, cause we would like wait, we wait in line to get tickets to get inside the, the room for our team meeting in March. So like what happened was, is I actually got launched in line. So like I was using my sponsor's laptop and they signed me up for Amway and LTD. I didn't really know what LTD was. I just signed up cause I didn't know what it was. I just, I just trusted them. So I was like, yeah, just go ahead and take my card and, you know, let's do it. So I just, I didn't know what I was doing. I was kind of naive, but I was just, you know, signing up for Amway. I, I knew that, but then I was like signing up for LTD and I didn't know what that was, but I didn't even, it didn't really come to mind to even question it, but I just signed yeah. up for LTD in March and stuff like that too. And then the next thing I know, we have a conference in April and I was kind of iffy about going there because that was going to be the following month, but I was like, sure, because they were kind of hammering me and everyone to go to conference because like, you know, at that team meeting and other meetings as well too, prior to my first conference, you know, they would always say, you know, if you don't show up to practice, you know, if you're in sports, how do you expect to, to win? You know, you're you going to get your ass kicked, you know? So it's like, it's kind of like that where you, you need to go to this conference because that's where you're going to learn how to succeed and get better at building a business. So I go to my first yeah. conference and then after that, they, they, you know, show me what, how to actually use LTD, what I signed up for prior to that. So and then they start, you know, laying down the expectations of what you're supposed to do with the LTD resources. So like with LTD, you're given an app and so it's a message app where that, that you can either, it's different than Kate from what I found out from. So like with LTD, it's like a, your own social media app where like you can like text your upline and like, forward that text to your upline and then like your upline has the ability to send that text message and forward it out to like the entire team um and that could be like cross line or down line it's like a it's like a way of doing that and so like it's a way to like motivate IBO so like you can like see a cross lines text message that they sent to their upline I'm like hey you know I talked to this much people I sold this much product you know et cetera et cetera et cetera, et cetera. And so that was right. one way to do it. And then like, we also had a feature where we could like voicemail too, but like voicemail was just to like talk to your upline only, not to like do your 
um, I guess, like, to, like, track what you're doing daily. It was just more like, um, I need to speak to you privately. So it's like a private message going to you directly. Really? That's how, that's that's how, fascinating. Yeah, so our, our daily updates were written out text. There wasn't voicemail. Voicemail was just, like, you need to, like, talk to your offline privately. So that's what I would use yeah. that feature for. And that's then, like, wild. And then, and then you can, like, make videos, too, on that platform. But that's mostly just for diamonds and emeralds, you know, on their trips, stuff like that. So it's mostly what's there for. And then mostly everyone else just has to just text message their platinum. Um, different teams have different rules. So, like, my rules were to do it every night. Others was, like, once a week. But you just share what you did that whole week. And then it's like going to make a long text message, but like you have to share. We did that whole week, once a week, or like uh, just once a night before you go to bed. And so, like, yeah, that wow. was a tradition. After my first conference, not really knowing how to use the LTD app at all and like what it is. And so it was kind of like different where like, you know, you get signed up first and then you go to your first conference and then they tell you how to actually use everything you signed up for. Yeah. It was kind of weird. <laughs> So yeah, like, that's a different, pay, like, unique. Pay, pay us first, and then we'll, we'll tell you expectations later. It was weird. Yeah, <laughs> talk about predatory. Man, that's crazy. And I I have to say, I'm, like, low-key jealous of anybody who didn't have to send up voicemails. I can say because <laughs> of Communicate, I can listen to my own voice now. Like, I remember, list, like, sending my first Kate was the worst fucking thing in the world. I had so much anxiety. I just sound excited. Like, hey, this is Danny going up to fucking whoever. I'm so excited to be a part of it. Like, it's fucking stupid, right? And then you record a Kate, <laughs> and then you have to fucking listen to it back just to make sure you got everything. And it desensitized me. So, I, I, like, editing my podcast is super easy because I can listen to my own voice. And yeah. I'm just, like... Damn, I really do wish we could have sent text messages, but wow. So you finally learn how the hell this whole app works and what the hell LTD is. And what uh, was and your... then you also you also hammered me about Ditto that night too. So that's my first conference. He said, you know, I so... need to get on a Ditto. And like I was like, what's a Ditto? And then he started to explain to me what Ditto was. And like I didn't know what that was, and no one told me, and it was it was weird. So you had no idea that you were even supposed to have this ditto before you. So like you said, right? Like they, what? Yeah. So you signed I, up, you're but, paying all this money and you have no idea about the ditto. They're like, oh, hey, by no. the way, like I'm like a bait and switch. That's crazy. Yeah. So I, I just got the kit and I just got signed up for LTD. And then I, and actually they helped me send my first message on LTD that, that night, actually, when I got launched, um, it was like me and my sponsor, with this laptop, you know, we take a picture. That's how they do launches. Like when you get a new launch, you, know, you take a picture with your sponsor and then set it up everywhere. Or at least your upline does. And so my upline did that for me. But after that, I didn't send any message at all because I didn't know what we were supposed to do anymore after that. And then you know, my first conference comes around and then that's when, he, that's when he shares with me that, yeah, you know, you can actually send a message every night, not just that one time, but like every night, you know, that we require you to do that. You know, everyone needs to share like, you know what you're doing every single night so it was it was just kind of thrown in the bus and it was just weird but <laughs> right yeah. that's crazy that that, that, I... that changed that changed down the road um, i guess on their on their point i guess but i guess to make it fair it did change where like eventually we would, we would lay down expectations before they get launched but before yeah old process it was more just more shady it's still shady now but it was just more shady even back then Oh. oh, for sure. 
Wow. So you're going through as an IBO now, were you comfortable with this idea of prospecting other people? I know that they would kind of, I guess, encourage you to talk to, I'm sure, friends and family. Were any of your friends interested in this? And, and what was their interpretation of what you were doing as far as your friends go when they when you invited them? Yeah, so I, I thought my, my first friend, Paul, um, I think I'm a, a, like a dad, honestly. So I met Paul and then um, also um, John. All three of us were like workout buddies. They taught me how to work out, you know, how to train. And when I was in high school, that's where we, that's where we, that's where we met when I was in high school. So they're like, that back then they were like 46, like in their mid 40s. And like, you know, I was a teenager. So like they just took me under their wing and like showed me how to work out, how to train and how to be better for football back in high school. So like we were very close and like it got to a point where like, we were like, you know, father and son almost you know two of them my dad myself so I thought of them actually first and then I actually called them um during one of our meetings me and uh, like uh private meetings like me and Danny alone would like sit down and like uh reach out to my b-list um b-list is where like your like acquaintances or like um close friends um so I I put Paul on that list Paul and John and so there was first that I called actually and I called Paul first and um, I started to explain to him what it was with Danny there and then um, I don't think I was doing it right and so then um, I think Paul actually talked to Danny first or Danny second so I was talking to him first I called him up on the phone and then he asked to speak to Danny second to kind of clarify I guess and do better and then after that he was, he was we, we had him on speakerphone so like after that um, Paul said oh I know what this is and then Paul said, um, take me off speaker, talk to me privately. And then that's when he started to um, explain to me that, yeah, it's Amboy and it, he knows what it is. It's, you know, scam. And so uh, from that point, he I, knew what I was into and I didn't know what I was into at that time. So he was negative. Um, so was John. Um, at first, it was more just like uh, they were just concerned um, and they knew it was a scam, but I, I didn't believe it at the time. I just trusted Danny Phantom. Um, and so we just kept um, reaching out to more of my B-list, which were just, you know, high school classmates um, I went to school with and kept reaching out. Um, and then uh, fast forward, when I dropped out of college, um, Paul and John were very concerned about that. And actually, Paul, I uh, remember Paul a few months before I, got, I dropped out of college, um, he was my co-signer for my first car. I had an 07 Malibu. And um, uh, when I told him that I was dropping out of college, he was very concerned. And he got to the point where he was going to threaten to take his name off the car and they're going to have to repossess it because, you know, he's the co-signer. Um, and then my upline sponsor, Danny Phantom, said that um, legally you can't do that. If it's already signed, you can't, like, you know, take your name out of it as long as you're making the payments, because I was making the payments, not not Paul. I was making the payments, but he was just a co-signer in the contract, so it was always signed beforehand, so, like, they couldn't, you know, take it away from me, but, like, Paul was saying that he could, uh, and so it was, like, a threat, and then my sponsor was like, no, it's not, and then um, he was saying, you better go back to school, or I would take the car away from you, and then um, then he just kept texting me information about Amway, you know, a whole bunch of like 
stuff that I, I wouldn't look at because in the business we were taught that you know if anything outside of this group of this environment is neg negative information. They would call it the Bath and Wall Society, where if it's negative, they always have an agenda. They're either going to want to sell you um, their own multi-level marketing company opportunity, or it's a loser living with their mom, whatever. So like it's, it was always negative and just, so I, I was programmed um, from the beginning not to listen to anything else negative. So like, even if it yeah. was true, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even like, be open-minded to even look at it so Paul kept annoying me text at the text at the text and um there was actually one phone call where like you know he was telling me that you know I'm concerned your mom's concerned like doesn't that give you a pause and then like why do you think all of us are you know saying this to you and then I said because you're average and then he said excuse me and then he hung up and then that's when he got really upset so I, I called him average and that was just because that's what I was I was just kind of used to, used to doing that just because, like, we're kind of taught that if you, you know, go the traditional route of just having a job and just not having passive income and not, you know, doing something different instead of just the active income day to day, you know, time for a paycheck, you know, you're average, you know, and you're just going to struggle and, like, you know, probably not retire, you know, be broke, you know, so, like, it was just stuff that I would just hear from audios and stuff like that too. So it kind of just came out of me naturally and yeah. that hurt him a lot. And then, Aww, um, and then after that, he wanted me to apologize to him. And then my sponsor, Danny said, no, I mean, like he asked you a question, like, you know, why do you think, you know, they're saying that to you? And you answered because you're, because you're average. I mean, it was an honest answer. That's what you thought. And said, so, and maybe think, yeah, you know, it's my answer. So like, it's fine. And then like, then Danny made it seem like, you know, like they're trying to, they're trying to take away, take away my dream and trying to threaten me. So like, it was more like, he made it seem like, you know, like now, you know, Paul is making all about him, you know, like now he's wanting you to apologize to him when all you're doing is just pursuing your own opportunity and making your own decisions. So like, you know, now it's making all about him. And so I guess it's more just like an intimidation factor where like, you know, now he's intimidated by you stepping out and having courage to do your own dreams and stuff like that too and so like um after that I just and then like you know Danny would say that you know like I'm seeing all these texts on your phone about you know Paul texting you and sending all this stuff I mean like that's just too negative for you to keep dealing with and so then after that I chose to um you know block his number I, I texted him saying that um you know until I get free and prove you wrong, I'm just going to stop talking to you. Like, I can't deal with this negative information and all this stuff that you keep sending me. And I keep telling you to stop, but you won't stop. You keep texting me, always something about negative, about Amway. So I, I, I just can't talk to you anymore. And then I blocked his number. And then the last text he sent me was the delegati. And, you know, I thought that that was a lie, but actually it was the truth. And it was kind of weird how, like, in the oh. business, they would always say that, you know, the devil will lie to you. But, like, I mean, it was actually them lying to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But... Wow. I mean, I get it, though. You know, you're in this position where, I mean, let's be real. It's all brainwashing, and you're so deep into it. And I, uh, hey, I've been there, too. So, again, no judgments on everything. And, again, thank you so much for, you know, your willingness to be so vulnerable. Uh, have you reconnected with these friends that were so concerned about you? Like, are you guys tight now? 
Recently, yeah. Um, yeah. My, my mom. Yeah. So my mom um, said she saw Paul. She's at, she's a nurse now. She's fast forward. So she's a nurse now at my father clinic. Um, so it, you know, it worked out really well, and she graduated from DMAC, and so I mean, she succeeded, and yeah, so I'm, I'm really proud of her. Um, so she actually saw Paul <clears throat> at at her job, and they said hello to each other, and um, Paul actually said he can tell him that he can always reach out to me. You know, I'm always there for him, and I was shocked, you know, after what I said to him, and like, and then after what I thought too, cause, because like, you know, like they make because like. You know that that environment where you think that you know everyone that's against you is against you because like they're intended by you and like you know was it was it like a real friendship or was it a, a real relationship you know like you have to question that because like if they're not going to support your dreams you know are they your true friends you know they make you think that way so i i thought that he wasn't much yeah. at the time and then you know i realized that he actually was he was actually just out of concern it wasn't out of hate or like intimidation where like, he was intimidated by me pursuing my own decisions and my own goals it was just he was concerned that I was going to get hurt financially and and also in other ways too so it was just more concerned and it wasn't out of hate or spite or intimidation it was just out of love and concern and so that's why it was yeah. hard on me but it was, it was actually out of love and I realized that when, I, when, my, mom, when my mom told me that he still wants to talk to me and you know, he can, he can always reach out to me. And so I, I texted him and he invited me to a workout. And then I went to lunch with him and John. And then, you know, it's been, it's been better now too. Uh, we worked out together and we reached out and connected. And I was shocked. You know, I, I apologized for what I said and I was wrong. And, you yeah. know, they still treated me the same. It wasn't like it was, I just, yeah that's amazing I love that for you because that's real friendship like all of these people we're gonna travel the beaches of the world together you'll quit us yeah. before we quit you we'll be your best friends forever they're all lies like these yeah. people who are willing to come to you and and listen and hear you out with your apology that's amazing I'm so happy that you guys are friends again and unfortunately it does take kind of those trial and error periods of time where we're in Amway and we don't realize it till we're out. Um, so kind of coming through your time, I know you were there for a total of, of six years and kind of as you're coming towards maybe the end of your time, what were some red flags that you started to notice that really kind of shaped your decision to leave Amway? Yeah, some red flags. Um, so further down the road, it was more uh, religious aspect. Um, so I actually walked into a new faith where I became a Nazarite. Um, it's similar to Christianity, but it's like some differences. So like, it was a new, it was a new faith that I walked into, and from that faith, my lens changed. Um, I started to see how, like, in my perspective, how a business is using religion to sell their business practice. You know, like you know the conferences. You know, every Sunday, it's always like a worship. But like, it just seemed like they're using that to like, trying to use God as a front to kind of like sell their Amway products and sell, sell the Amway opportunity. It was just, it just seemed, it didn't seem right. At first it seemed genuine at first when I first got in, but then it didn't seem genuine after I got converted to 
now it's right. It just didn't seem right. So it's more just like a spiritual aspect from where I, I just I saw a lot of red flags there where like Sundays just don't seem genuine. They seem like they're trying to make it look good where it's not actually good. So that's kind of where I just, I don't know. And then like they would always like um, quote scripture. And this is when I was starting to study scripture more often um, at the meetings. And so like when they were starting to say scripture and stuff, like that's not what it means. You know what I mean? When, when it would quote certain scriptures and stuff like that too. So it was like, you know, it, like, like for example, like um, they would say that, you know, like faith is believing like in the unseen, you know, or like having belief in like before it happened, you know, believing in something before it happened. But like I found out that faith is actually the tangible evidence, you know, that actually happens you know, from the spiritual realm and then happens in this physical realm. So like it, it's evidence that, that it's already happened, you know, from the unseen, from, from, from Abba, from God. So like um, what they say faith is, it's actually hope. Hope is belief in something that hasn't happened yet. And then faith is the actual evidence of what actually has happened. That's what I've learned from, at least from my, um, my, my religion. So that's like that's like one example where like they would have this scripture stuff and they'd always quote it and try and like you know throw it in your face but like it was just yeah so that's a lot of a lot of respect for me there too spiritually and then um it it got to a point where you know it, it had been six years so like you know I lost a lot of money you know doing it and after six years I mean like I was still struggling I was still at the same spot I remember doing my taxes that year before I left and like for Amway and like it was still like at a loss after six years like every year was a loss it was never a profit or the same amount of money that was going into it it was always more money going into it instead of coming out of it so like that last year was just like they my accountant said you know don't, don't even file for this because there's no point because it's you had a huge loss for it already there's no point of filing it so I didn't even file taxes for Amway that year um, yeah but I was looking at that and just how like I'm still financially struggling and so it was more kind of a, a religious aspect where it doesn't seem right to me and so I actually texted my upline um Danny Phantom and um so I need time to think I need time to um just be to myself because I'm not sure if this is the right path for me to take and then yeah after Danny Phantom, you know, hit me with like a religious angle and said, um, um, he said, I'm not going to argue with you, TJ. Uh, but you and I both know that God is changing lives through this business. And then after that, it was, I got pissed off about that. And so I responded to him and said, like, this is stuff that he would do to me all the time like this, you know, just, and I would just take it. But after that, I just, I'm not taking it anymore. And so then I responded saying, I'm not going to argue either, but don't tell me what, what you think I know, quotation marks, you know, because you don't know what I, because you don't know what I know, you know, so like, don't, don't tell me what you think I know. You don't know what I know, you know, so you don't yeah. know my brain, what I believe and what I think. So I, I texted him that and I said, oh yeah. And then, and then, and then um, Danny said that like, you know, it's through it's through communion with others that, you know, God speaks to us. And then I said, uh, you know, your so-called communion is 
you know, this is the pit of darkness in my opinion. And it's hard for God to speak to me because it's coming up in darkness in my opinion because I was just so pissed off. And so then after that, you know, about a month went by and then I just decided to leave just because wow. I was still at a loss, nothing to show for it. And actually, did, actually did work hard at this business for years, but just nothing to show for it except for like one leg. And then that one leg had two legs and that, that two leg had like a, like maybe, maybe like two or four people underneath him, but like it was not much to show for it. I was like around like 2,500 PV roughly. And then I decided to leave. And then fast forward uh, about months later after I left, um, it didn't seem right to me, you know, like all those years it just, you know, my, my sponsor, Danny Phantom, you know, I saw him go from like, you know, from like a 1500 PV to like platinum. Um, he actually went platinum my last year and he, he actually went Q12 too. And so I saw him grow that whole time, you know, go, you know, 4,000, 6,000, 7,500 platinum. And so it was just, it didn't seem right. You know, he was making all this money and me, I was struggling. It just it didn't seem right. So I, that's when I went to YouTube for the first time and did some research. And then I found um, Robert, Robert Fitzpatrick. Um, he's, been doing research, he's been doing research on Amway and MLMs um, for years, for decades. And he was doing an interview with CoffeeZilla. And CoffeeZilla was interviewing him. And that's where he showed the story of Amway and the history of Amway and how um, how they were able to survive for years, you know, like in 1979, um, they were, the FTC was shutting down a lot of MLMs and it was a lot of the competition from, from Amway, um, a lot of Amway's comp competition that they were shutting down and they were going to shut down Amway because they were um, under trial, I think from uh, 1975 to 1979 <clears throat> by the FTC, but then they decided not to because um, President Nixon at the time, you know, was left president and because of Watergate. And so his vice president took over to become the president of the United States. And his vice president was a politician from Michigan. And that's where the owners of Amway have a lot of political influence, a lot of power there. And so, yeah. you know, that, that, that vice president became the, you know, the main president of the United States. And so, that was what made Amway survive from 1979 up till now, you know, and they supported Reagan, they supported Bush, you know, years after that. So like Amway was able to basically rebrand themselves and become this symbol for capitalism and, you know, being a patriot and stuff like that too, and free enterprise and then able to get more sponsorships from celebrities and athletes and such and such. And so that's how they were able to survive for so many years. And that's why, you know, your platinum say, you know, do the lawyers, you know, know more than you do? Or do they have more experience than you do? You know, and if so, why aren't they investing in Amway? Or why aren't they shutting down Amway? And it's because of political influence from what I found out from this. Because politically, they have the power to get all these sponsorships, to get all these athletes and celebrities to say, you know, Amway's a good thing, you know, buy this product, support Amway and all this stuff. And you know, then they get Trump to support it too. And then that's how you get Betsy DeVos to be the secretary of education, you know, years later. And just, it's, it's all this political influence. That's why they're able to get away with this. That's why they have so many advertisers. There's so much, you know, what it looks like credibility is just 
corruption. You know, that's really what it is. Uh, that's what I found out, and that's what, you know, since then I've been doing more research, research on Amway and, you know, how they've been able to survive so much. <clears throat> and then I recently found out that the tools business is also another pyramid scheme. So, like, there's two pyramids. So one pyramid is just um, what they would call the supply base. It's just Amway, where, you know, you have, you know, majority of people, you know, in the bottom, and the people at the top are making the most money. And like, <clears throat> I don't know if you had that with worldwide, but like in the board plan, they would always draw circles. And like, let's just say um, there's like one guy and that one guy <clears throat> sponsored a couple and that couple sponsored six likes. That one couple would have like, would make more money than that one guy because they helped more people have six legs, but it, but the money's still all filling up because like if you if you look at it, even though that couple might be making more than that one guy, there's still six legs underneath them and they're all struggling. Or at least the majority of them are struggling. And if they have people underneath those legs, that's even more people struggling. So like it's still like it still works out to where like only two two to three percent actually make money, but it's based off of losses where like a majority of people lose money for like the you know, they're very small percent to make money, you know, and they always say that it's like um, the more work you put in, the more you're going to make money or the more people you help, the more you're going to make money. It's more like the more people lose money, the more the, you know, very small percentage of people actually make money. It's, 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 yeah. it's, it's, I could draw it out to make it, make it more sense, but like, even if one couple has like more legs, you know, then you know, they're upline. There's still a lot of legs below them that are still yeah. losing money. I can guarantee you that if you would ask all those legs below them, a majority of them are probably struggling to make money to, you know, pay their ditto or to pay their books and conferences and tickets and meetings and stuff like that too, because I was one of them. So I know what it's like when you're in the bottom yeah. or like it's hard to pay for your ditto. It's hard to pay for functions and tickets and stuff like that too. So that's like, oh, yeah. you know, one pyramid. And then, like, there's another pyramid where it's the tool side where, like, that's where they yes. decide who makes money. So, like, you know, it's the the diamonds up top decide, you know, which level do you make money off of the tools? And so, like, you know, I believe it's platinum, in my opinion. So, like, at platinum, you know, you make a certain percentage of people that, you know, sign yes. up for the LTD subscription. So, like, you know, I, so mine was $90 a month to have the app. Or LTD, as well as um, we have an LTD media app. That's where you get all the audios, and then we have like an LTD DOIS app where you can like send audios to your prospects and also like connect with um, other info sessions around the world, pretty much, and like try and get a guest at that info session. And then you have like another app where you can like buy buy. No, the LTD media app was actually great. Also, not only buy apps but buy um buy audios but you can also like buy your ticket too so like when you go to a function they would scan your phone and they scan and your phone would have like a barcode to scan your ticket so that's how we had it so like we had like three apps for LTD and that was like oh ninety dollars for me and like they had different plans too so like you would go from like you know ninety dollars a month to like two hundred fifty dollars a month depending on what you wanted and they would call that a VIP where it's two fifty a month um to be like a VIP member where you get like unlimited access to audios um, and like you can get you can get like a, a closer seat to 
the stage on a LCD conference or whatever. It's like, you know, the Platinums are making money, I believe, you know, off of, you know, like, if you have a team underneath you, obviously, they're making money off of the LTE subscription. And then, like, if you go higher, you know, Emerald, Diamond, Diamond is where they get everything. So they're going to get all the money from, like, your subscriptions from LTD. So they actually lie to you when they say that, like, um, you, we don't make money off of you signing up. Well, they actually do. It's not through Amway, but it's through LTD. So when they sign you up the LTD, say one, they're going to get money off of you if they're a platinum or above. And they don't tell you that. So. Right. Exactly. Yes. So I know for a fact with, I can only speak to worldwide just because I've seen the, um, the terms and conditions, they do get paid platinum and above, um, on the memberships. I would imagine, like you said, uh, probably the same for LTD, BWW, URA. And you're right. It is so predatory. None of those things are disclosed to us where a majority of their money's coming from, from the tools. It's not coming from Amway. And um, I think you made a fantastic point too. And you're like, it doesn't matter. Like they try to fluff it up, right? Like, oh, if you help more people, you get more money. It's like, no, all the money flows up. So fantastic explanation. Yeah. I think it was awesome. So we're coming up on an hour here. Uh, so kind of wrapping things up, what is life looking like for you now? And how much better is life now that you've left Amway? It's more free. Um, so like now I can just go to the store and not have to like have an agenda to talk to someone. Like, yeah, I, I'm not, I don't talk to anybody if I go to the store, honestly. And it's just it's so free not to have to do that anymore. And just if I ever do talk to someone, anyone at a store or the gym or anywhere at a locker room somewhere, it's, it's actually natural where I, it just happened and it, it's not just trying to force it. So it's very freeing that way. And just, it just, I'm learning more to be myself now. You know, like before they would always try and change you and try and change you to be something that you're not. Like they always say that they want you to be, you know, independent thinkers, you know, free thinkers. But I think that's a lie. I think they want you to just be a copy of what they want you to be. Um, like, for example, my upline, you know, he would always hate how, like, you know, I would always eat healthy, and, like, I had the system, like, I have one sheet day a week, and I eat healthy the rest of the week, so I do six days on, eating healthy, and then one day, you know, a sheet day, and, like, he would actually, like, sat down with me, not, no kidding, sit down with me, and, like, you know, like, hammer me about not doing that anymore, and just, you know, just being free, and just, like, because, like, he'd always, like, preach to me, like, I've never been on a diet, you know, I've never been on a diet, and look at me, I'm skinny, you know, whatnot. And it's just, you know, it was just, and like, he actually tried to, to get me not to do cheat day anymore and just like do his way of just, you know, doing whatever you want, you know, no restrictions, no nothing or whatever. And I just, or at least like making a cheat day, like spread out throughout the week and like, and so I tried it for like a little bit. And then after that, I was like, this isn't me. And I went back to my, my cheat day just because like, I have better results than him. Like he was just skinny, but I'm actually bigger than him, not to brag. And I'm in better shape than him and stronger than him too. But he was like, it was kind of hypocrisy, you know, because they always say that like, you know, like always go to them for advice if they have like more fruit on the tree. But like, it was kind of funny that like, he would always say to me, like, you know, why don't you come to me for fitness advice? But I'm in better shape than him. I, I can, I know that, but like, he wanted me to come to him for fitness advice when I have more experience than him. It's kind of hypocrisy oh. that way, but, <laughs> but yeah, he would always try and change me and stuff like that. And I just, 
I learned to just embrace who I am more and just just be who I am genuinely and not try and be what others want to make me to be, you know, like, so I always feel like they always want you to be something that you're not, you know, just like try and prime you to be something that that's like what they approve to be. And I just, I learned to be myself more and just be authentic and just truly be myself. It's like now I'm in, you know, more myself of who I am, what I stand for now. So that's better. Um, and then just less, then just less indoctrinated, you know, it's, uh, it's just, I'm thinking more like my own thoughts instead of like someone else trying to think for me and just my own decisions. And I'm learning more yeah. now too. I'm doing more studying. I'm finding shows, you know, like yourself and others, you know, and, and hearing stories and just how they've overcome. And it's funny how I can find like a million stories about how like this is for people, but they don't, they would always try and like, if you go to a meeting, you know, I was trying to like show examples of like, you know, hey, this guy, this guy went 100 PV for his first month. Or this guy went, you know, 1500 or whatever. But I can find like more examples of other people like struggling, you know, not right. making it. So. Yeah. Wow. I love that. I love it too. Like, especially when you're talking about, you get to be your own person. You don't have to regurgitate all the things that you hear from audios. You're not brainwashed anymore. You're not indoctrinated. You get to be who you want to be, which is amazing. And I'm so grateful for you and your time and for coming on here and sharing your whole experience. It sounds like you went through quite a bit and I'm happy that you found something fulfilling in yourself with your new faith and that it helped you really get out of something as horrible as Amway. Um, so again, thank you so much, TJ, for your time. If you guys want to be like TJ and you guys want to share your story, please email me at D-A-N-I, it's my name, Danny, at xsntpodcast.com. You can still DM me on Instagram, xsnt. Uh, yeah, at podcast. Find me at the same handle on TikTok. And you guys can hear me wherever podcasts are heard. Thank you again, TJ, so much for your time. <laughs>